evening. Our top stories tonight, free agency continues, and it is a doozy. What are the Raiders doing? I don't quite understand it. They shipped Darren Waller to the New York Giants. They signed Jacoby Myers to do the same thing as Hunter Renfro. All very confusing, as is the Aaron Rodgers saga, but sounds like it's finally coming to an end. Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee tomorrow. Sounds like we're going to get our answer, and we know he's going to the Jets. Alan Lazard already signed. Wide receiver market heating up. Running back market heating up. So many signings across the NFL, all that, and much, much more on Player Profiler today. I have so many friends on the show, such as the Harry Snowman and Robert. Jets are working to finalize a deal with Alan Lazard. Yes, we did hear that. Imagine he doesn't in the Jet. Oh, may end up with, let's say, Ryan Tannehill or Baker Mayfield. Darren Waller to the Giants. Yes, that is why I'm confused. That is the most confusing part of this. Hello to Toronto, Dave. Happy to have you on the show. But anyways, what are the Raiders doing? What in the world is Josh McDaniels thinking? He's an absolute madman. I don't quite understand it. I love the Jacoby Meyer signing from a pure value standpoint. It is beautiful. $11 million a year for Jacoby Myers, a Potential wide receiver one as your slot receiver. Love it. And he only needs to be the wide receiver two for the Las Vegas Raiders. But the problem is he does the exact same thing as Hunter Renfro. So who's going to stretch the field? Are they going to trade Hunter Renfro? Maybe that would explain things a little bit. But to trade Darren Waller when Hunter Renfro and Jacoby Myers are going to be doing the same thing. I just, I don't understand it. Devontae Adams, still wide receiver one, but... Jacoby Myers and Jimmy G. Hey, whatever. This is Josh McDaniels' vision for the future. This is what Josh McDaniels wants his offense to be like. It wants Patriots 2.0, wants Jimmy G, wants his slot receiver and Jacoby Myers. Career year with Josh McDaniels, too. It's just weird. It's directionless. I don't know if the Raiders just have an actual plan. Maybe... All things will be okay when they trade up in the draft for Anthony Richardson, like I hope they do, but I don't know. I I really just, I don't know. I don't know what the Raiders' plan is here. I don't know what the long-term vision. They get Brandon Parker back, swing tackle. They sign Robert Spillane, the linebacker. Got to continue to upgrade this offensive line to keep Jimmy G clean. Got to add some speed. Because you have none. Devontae Adams runs a 4-5. He's fine. Devontae Adams can get open downfield. We know that. But that's that's it. Who else is going to stretch the field? You need to add a deep threat to this Raiders offense. It's Jacoby Myers and Hunter Renfro. They're just going to be running into each other over the middle. Don't get it. But for the Giants, I really, really like this move for the Giants. Getting Darren Waller to New York. They get... Daniel Jones, a weapon. We've been saying that Daniel Jones, he just needs weapons, whether it's wide receiver, whether it's tight. And this is a good move. It's a weapon that he can count on a reliable target over the middle, down the field, Darren Waller. If he can stay healthy, it's going to do wonders for the New York giants. And they needed to make swings like this. And ultimately they go from Kadarius, Tony to the 100th pick in the draft to Darren Waller. So the giants essentially traded Kadarius, Tony for Darren Waller. I think probably take Waller. 
I don't know because it's so much more expensive for Waller. I probably I probably just stick with Tony, but hey, didn't work out with the Giants for whatever reason. Now they go to Darren Waller. Hopefully he's over his hamstring issues like Darius Tony seemed to have. Curious, curious. But when there's so few weapons out there, so few difference makers, I get why teams are willing to make these trades instead of exploring free agency, going with Darren Waller. A sure thing, you know Darren Waller is quality. One of the best tight ends in the NFL. You know that DJ Moore is a wide receiver one. So we're seeing more and more of this instead of going and investing in free agency. Bellinger shares. Yeah, the Bellinger shares are going to take quite a hit here. Waller may be more hurt than we know. Why trade Waller unless he has damaged goods? I think he just, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. I don't think it's anything to do with the injuries. I think this is just Josh McDaniels saying, nope, we're going to do this my way with my players because I know what I'm doing. Don't get it. Just I don't understand what the Raiders are doing. I am confused, and I will continue to be confused. We also have Aaron Rodgers to the New York Jets. Now, that hasn't officially happened yet, but we know it's going to. Aaron Rodgers going on Pat McAfee tomorrow at 1 o'clock p.m. Eastern. So we'll be keeping an eye on that, waiting for the update to happen, waiting to make it official. But it's coming because Alan Lazard just signed a four-year, $44 million deal. Again, $11 million a year for the top of the wide receiver class, Jacoby Myers and Alan Lazard. Jacoby Myers gets three for 33. Alan Lazard gets four for 44. Going to be interesting to see where this the rest of this top tier, McCole Hardman and Paris Campbell come in because it is a weak free agent class at wide receiver. But anyways, back to Alan Lazard. He's a good signing for the Jets no matter what, even if they didn't have Aaron Rodgers coming in because he is such a good blocking wide receiver out there on the edge. It makes sense for the Jets offense. But then we hear that the Jets are also recruiting Randall Cobb and Mercedes Lewis. Not, you don't do that unless you want Aaron Rodgers. And apparently Aaron Rodgers has given the New York Jets a wish list of players. On that wish list, Alan Lazard, who they already signed, Randall Cobb, and Mercedes Lewis, who we've already talked about. And we know Odell Beckham is also on that wish list. The Jets going to try and get Aaron Rodgers, Odell, going to try and get Aaron Rodgers, whoever else is on his list. Rodgers is going to be a Jet. He's making New York bend the knee to Aaron Rodgers, making it known that, hey, this is my team. I am the guy. I can leave at any time I want. You got to treat me right. You got to get me my guys. I run the show here. You don't because I'm Aaron Rodgers. So Rodgers going on McAfee tomorrow, imagining he makes it official that he is a New York Jet. But what about this wide receiver class in the market? Because we've seen Alan Lazard, Jacoby Myers. They both signed $11 million a year. We also saw Michael Thomas. He takes a pay cut. Michael Thomas making less than Jacoby Myers and Alan Lazard. Michael Thomas set to make $10 million this year, up to $15 million with incentives. Michael Thomas took a big pay cut to stay with the Saints. He really, really wants to play with Derek Carr. Did not see that coming. I did not see Michael Thomas as the guy to take a pay cut for the Saints. We thought he wanted to out. We thought that's why he delayed his ankle surgery, but no. Michael Thomas takes a pay cut. He's going to be the 1B to the 1A of Chris Olave. Saints might be actually kind of fun on offense. Not going to get to the Super Bowl. Still 
a bad idea to keep kicking the can down the road with Derek Carr, but could still be fun. Could be fun. We also have Adam Thielen. Adam Thielen getting calls from the Kansas City Chiefs, the Indianapolis Colts, and the New York Giants. We have Noah Brown, wide receiver three, option number four for the Dallas Cowboys. Spent five or six years with the Dallas Cowboys. Now signs with the Houston Texans. He's moving down south, staying in the state of Texas. What is it with the Houston Texans and just collecting every team's back-end players? Noah Brown, he's fine, but... That's your your big splash so far, Houston. Now, they do make a bigger splash. They go out and trade for Shaq Mason, the right guard of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But Texans, Texans are just a classic, just such a predictable franchise. My goodness. But anyways, Noah Brown, he's a Houston Texan. They got Robert Woods. They got Brandon Cooks. They got Nico Collins. Imagine that Brandon Cooks is on his way out, but. Maybe they do just keep Noah Brown as wide receiver for. I don't know what a lot of these teams are thinking. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm trying my best to read through the tea leaves, but I don't know. It's tough to figure it out. Philip Dorsett, tough to figure that signing out to the Raiders. Once again, directionless. Philip Dorsett to the Raiders. He had one touchdown last year for the Houston Texans. And of course, guess which team it came against? Came against the Raiders. Josh McDaniels, he previously worked with Philip Dorsett with the New England Patriots, so there's a connection there, but what are we doing here? Like, that's that's your field stretcher? I, I guess they do have a field stretcher, and it's Philip Dorsett. No, it's not going to work. You need an actual deep threat. <sighs> Raiders, 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 Raiders. And just this market in general, it is a weird market. It's an interesting one to follow. Austin Eckler. He thinks that he can set the running back market, making $6.75 million this year. Eckler wants out. He requested a trade from the Los Angeles Chargers, and they've said, hey, go out, shop around, see if someone else will give you the contract that you so desperately desire. We'll see if it ends up happening. We'll see if Austin Eckler ends up getting moved, but this is the best situation for Austin Eckler here in Los Angeles, working with Justin Herbert, a quarterback we've seen, not afraid to dump it down, has a cannon arm, can't throw it deep, but happy to dump it down to Austin Eckler. People say the Buffalo Bills, that's a good fit, but Josh Allen's going to be absorbing a lot of touchdowns on the goal line that Austin Eckler now all of a sudden doesn't get. Nowhere that Austin Eckler goes is going to be better for his fantasy value than sticking with the Los Angeles Chargers, so I hope he stays. I hope the Chargers pay Austin Eckler. But if he goes, I I hope he gets paid too. And speaking of getting paid, we don't know what Rashad Penny got paid, but he gets signed. He is the first running back to sign in free agency, really. Now, we got Jeff Wilson and Raheem Mostert. They actually signed before Rashad Penny, but they just go back to the Dolphins. Jeff Wilson earns up to $8.2 million this year. Raheem Mostert can earn up to $7 million. Oh, sorry. These are both two-year contracts. Up to $7 million for Mostert. Up to $8.2 million for Jeff Wilson. Wilson gets the better deal. He's the RB1. I don't know if it really matters. Either way, Dolphin's going to be a by committee at running back. But the Philadelphia Eagles, they sign Rashad Penny, the first real signing of free agency at running back. Rashad Penny to the Philadelphia Eagles. He is a one-for-one replacement to Miles Sanders, except worse in the passing game. Miles Sanders, we saw in his first year in the NFL that he is an effective receiver. 
I don't know what happened, why he fell off, why Jalen Hurts didn't trust him in the passing game, but he's fine. He can do it. Kenny Gainwell's better, but Miles Sanders could do it. I don't know if Rashad Penny can do it as a wide receiver. We've never seen it. He was an even worse receiver than Kenneth Walker. And everyone had the questions. Well, can Ken Walker do it as a receiver in the NFL? And he showed he could. Rashad Penny's never shown that. So Aaron, Aaron Stewart here at Roto Underworld, player profiler, saying this is a bad thing for Kenneth Gainwell. How? How is it bad to add a non-pass catching grinder running back? Rashad Penny, yeah, he's going to get between the tackles carries. He's going to get the empty calorie 20 to 20 line 20 yard line touches. Maybe he gets some goal line carries, but we've already seen that the Eagles trust Kenneth Gainwell on the goal line. Will they trust Rashad Penny? And will it matter? Because Rashad Penny might be the most injury prone running back that we have seen in modern history. Rashad Penny. Guy's taking a beating. Guy has been lights out when he is on the field, but not on the field often. And so I'm supposed to be worried about Kenny Gainwell? No, no, no. This was the perfect signing. This is just the absolute best thing that could happen for Kenny Gainwell is for the Philadelphia Eagles to sign Rashad Penny. They keep Boston Scott too. Unless this is them getting ready to draft Bijan Robinson, which I don't expect to happen. Kenny Gainwell, the stock is ticking up. Do not listen to those like Aaron that will tell you to sell Kenneth Gainwell now. Just know what your value is. Because if people are going, still paying him as a running back one, sure. But you know you know what I'm saying. Every player has a price, but Kenneth Gainwell's price is going up. As is Samaj P. Ryan's and Javante Williams as well. Samaj P. Ryan, he is now the new Mark Ingram, it appears, for Sean Payton. He comes in. He is a between the tackle. He a solid between the tackles runner. He is a bit of a plotter. And the plotter who can catch Mark Ingram, great in the receiving game. But Samaje Pirine just gives me Mark Ingram vibes. He's going to be the between the tackles grinder. He's going to steal a couple receptions per game. And Javante Williams is that new Alvin Kamara for Sean Payton. This is a good thing because if they had gone out and brought in a David Montgomery or a Miles Sanders or a Jamal Williams, we'd be scared. We would be worried about Javante Williams. But the fact that his competition is going to be Samaje Pirine. Don't get me wrong, he impacted Joe Mixon, but he was never the guy, unless he had to be, because he's a guy, not the guy. Javante Williams, I know he's going to be slow to recover, and early in the season, when he is struggling, when he's not on the field, that might be the time to buy Javante Williams, because his stock is going to go down. People are going to see him be playing efficiently, and Javante Williams, people are going to be out on him. Slowly but surely, they're going to stop believing in Javante Williams. And then, oh, yeah, the knee's healthy again. We've waited long enough. We're far enough post-surgery, post-injury. And Javante Williams is being used in the screen game. He is being used as 50% of the touches by getting more receiving work. I'm excited about Javante Williams. And I know we don't want to do the one-for-one comparisons, but Javante Williams can be an Alvin Kamara light. Quite a bit smaller than Alvin Kamara, but... We've seen the 10 reception ceiling, the 11 target ceiling. Javante, Javante Williams is, isn't just going to be slow to recover. He is way too slow for Javante to be like a Kamara. I'm just talking about the passing game work. I know he's not as electric, 
But I'm saying Javante Williams can get 10 targets in a game. And if my running back can get 10 targets in a game, 11, 11 targets, 10 receptions, whew, people are going to be out on Javante. And at some point, he's going to be a screaming buy. I don't know if it's right now, but it's coming. And the commanders, the commanders also cut J.D. McKissick, former wide receiver turned running back, pass catching back for the commanders. Good news for Antonio Gibson. He is more likely to see more work in the passing game, set career highs across the board as a receiver. And we kind of saw this coming. J.D. McKissick, he has a neck injury. Don't know how that's recovering. Don't know if he'll play this season. Keep an eye on it. But J.D. McKissick out with the Washington Commanders. And at quarterback, at quarterback, we have Lamar Jackson, who kind of outed, kind of outed the Baltimore Ravens and kind of outed some shady media organization for lying. Forget which one it was, but it's claiming that the, the Lamar Jackson, he rejected a $200 million fully guaranteed contract. No, that's not what happened. It was three years, $133 million, with two extra years of guarantees that can be hit after a certain period of time. So the potential for $200 million guaranteed, that's not what it actually was. And not to mention $133 million over three years, that's $45 million, 44 actually. So that's less than Patrick Mahomes. That's less than Aaron Rodgers. That's less than Kyler Murray. That's less than Russell Wilson. That's less than Deshaun Watson. The Ravens just lowball Lamar Jackson repeatedly. And now he's he's had enough. He's coming out and saying, yeah, I, this was the offer I got. But I, but I need an agent. Sure. Lamar Jackson saga. It's It's weird. It's weird. We're going to keep following it, but we know Lamar Jackson's not going to Atlanta. He is out with the Atlanta Falcons. Taylor Heineke signs to the, the Atlanta Falcons to be the backup slash co-starter with Desmond Ritter. Really looks like the Atlanta Falcons are going to roll out Desmond Ritter week one. Taylor Heineke, two-year, up to $20 million contract. We don't know what the minimum of that contract is, the floor, but they've got Heineke as a guy who can step in if Desmond Ritter, the bottom falls out, but Taylor Heineke could also just be the backup to Desmond Ritter. Who would have thought? And who would have thought that Andy Dalton would be signing with the Carolina Panthers? I've heard two different reports. I saw one year, $10 million. I saw two years, $10 million. I saw two years, 20 million. So I don't know what Andy Dalton actually signed for. I know he's in Carolina though. If he's there this year, he's going to be doing the same thing that we are going to be seeing Case Keenum do for QB one for the Houston Texans, except Dalton's a better mentor. We saw Andy Dalton with Justin Fields. He kept him on the bench for quite a while. And then Justin Fields comes out and he admits he got help from Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton is a good leader, a good quarterback to teach you the ropes. And Andy Dalton plays a very similar style to CJ Stroud. So this just makes me think more and more that CJ Stroud is going to be the pick, though I have seen that Anthony Richardson's odds are creeping up. Jumped from plus 500 before the Andy Dalton signing to plus 300. Down to CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. I really believe it's going to be Stroud, but anything could happen in this NFL draft. Caleb McGarry staying with the Atlanta Falcons. That is an absolutely huge one. Falcons offensive line is going to be good. They got Chris Lindstrom back. They got Caleb McGarry back. And now this is a better run blocking def offensive line, a better mauler than a pass blocking group, but that's the style of football that they want to play. Desmond Ritter, if you watched the show earlier today, the Sonic Troop podcast with the Podfather and Theo Greminger and Alan Szyslowski, 
You heard them talk about Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter can be Marcus Mariota. What a time. What a time to be alive. The fact that Desmond Ritter is going to be a starting quarterback week one. The fact that Andy Dalton might be a starting quarterback week one. The fact that Sam Howell might be a starting quarterback week one. I, oh, I, 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 words can't describe. Words cannot describe what my feelings are for free agency. It is, it's a wild time. And I love it. I absolutely love it. I love seeing teams invest in the offensive line. We saw a couple of centers signed today. Garrett Bradbury back to the Vikings. And I'm going to hear a lot of groans from Vikings fans. They couldn't stand Garrett Bradbury, but $5 million a year for a starting center. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. You'll take that from Garrett Bradbury. You got to beef up at guard. You need some maulers there to help protect a smaller center. But this was not a bad move by the Minnesota Vikings who are in rebuild mode. 49ers bring back center Jake Brendel four years up to $20 million. So again, $5 million a year for a starting center. That's just good value. The Texans, as we talked about earlier, trade for Shaq Mason. They have a new right guard. They cut AJ can, and this was just a pure salary dump for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Shaq Mason, seventh round pick for pro bowl guard Shaq Mason. Now he is a little bit older, a little bit over the hedge, but Shaq Mason, Houston Texans. I know it's just another Patriot to the roster, but this one's actually good. Offensive line for the Houston Texans. They have bookend tackles and Titus Howard and uh, Laramie Tunsil. They've got Kenyon Green at that left guard. They've now got Shaq Mason at right guard. Figure out center, and the Texans have a bully of an offensive line for Bryce Young to struggle to see over. I'm kidding. I am kidding. I still love Bryce Young. I think he'll be fine. He's just QB4 in fantasy. Speaking of the offensive line, though, Chargers. Chargers re-signed Trey Pipkins, their right tackle from this past year. Missed some time with injuries. Three years, just over $7 million. So this tells me Trey Pipkins is the backup. Jamari Salyer going to be the right tackle for the Los Angeles Chargers going forward. Great decision by them. And then Panthers. Panthers cut Pat Elfline. See you later. Starting center for the start of the year. Got benched for Bradley Bozeman. I don't know why he was ever the starter, but Elfline's gone. Steelers add Nate Herbig, offensive guard from the Jets and the uh, Philadelphia Eagles. And the Patriots add Calvin Anderson, tackle from the Denver Broncos. Now on defense, on defense, the Detroit Lions continue to build a powerhouse. Love to see this. First, they sign Emmanuel Mosley, one year, $6 million. So now the Detroit Lions, they have signed two starting cornerbacks in free agency. And this is what I talk about with continuity. They had the continuity of Jeff Akuda and Jerry Jacobs coming back. Now one of those guys might not be a starter. Or they could both be starters. And you have great depth with Mosley, who's coming off the ACL tear. And Cam Sutton, who's going to be a starter no matter what. But you can put Sutton in at the slot. You can put Jeff Akuda in the slot because of his tackling ability. You can mix and match what you do at cornerback from the Detroit Lions. Lions are building a powerhouse. They bring back John Kaminsky. Edge rusher who rushes from the interior as well. I think he was third on the team in sacks behind James Houston and Aiden Hutchinson. Great season from John Kaminsky. He deserves every penny. Alex Anzalone's back. Isaiah Bugs is back. The Lions are building a juggernaut on defense slowly, but surely. I'm excited about the Troy, the Troy Lions, but you knew that. And you know that the Eagles, they continue to lose players. Kaiser White files, follows Jonathan Gannon all the way to Arizona. White, the linebacker, they lose him, but they bring back James Bradbury. James Bradbury signs for a three-year, $38 million contract. They, they lose a linebacker. 
they've lost a backup tackle. They've lost a nose tackle, but they've got replacements. The Eagles are going to be fine in the long term. Breaking. Oh, update. Panthers are hosting Adam Thielen. Who? That's a good one. CJ Stroud is going to love Adam Thielen. Those two are going to get along great. Very much like Kirk Cousins, just accurate. We also have Larry Ogunjobi. Larry Ogunjobi back with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Three-year, $28 million deal. Seattle Seahawks, we know they signed Draymond Jones. They cut Shelby Harris and Quinton Jefferson. Two defensive tackles there. And finally, we got some big trade news. Another trade. We start with a trade. We start with the Darren Waller trade to the New York Giants. That was huge. And we finish with the Dallas Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys make a move to acquire Stephon Gilmore, the all-pro, played for the Patriots, played for the Panthers, played for the Colts, and at every stop, Stephon Gilmore played for the Bills too. He's still good. He's still got it. He has lost a step. He's a little bit slower now, but Stephon Gilmore still has it. I am telling you, Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore, the Dallas Cowboys, they are loading up on defense. Bring back Leighton Vander Esch, the linebacker, which is great. Means Micah Parsons can spend more time on the defensive line as an edge rusher, getting after the quarterback. Resign Donovan Wilson, the safety. Sign him to a three-year deal. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn having a lot of fun in free agency, bringing back some stars. And remember, Cowboys are looking to add a wide receiver as well. Cowboys looking to add a DeAndre Hopkins, looking to add an, an Antonio Brown. The Dallas Cowboys. I know. I know you hear it every year. But how about them Cowboys? They're, I'm telling you, the Dallas Cowboys, they're going to be a threat come February. <laughs>